This Connect podcast series is brought to you by Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome. I'm Karen Cole, Editor-in-Chief of Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome, Natalie and Lisa, So, and welcome to our listeners. Uh, today, we are really looking at our final episode in this four-part series of The Feminine Advantage. And, of course, joining us, as you well know at this point, is Natalie and Lisa from Own Your Health Collective. And we're really excited just to have you with us today and really just focused on finalizing the whole concept of how women can start to use our cycles more to our advantage. So thank you so much. Really appreciate you taking the time with us today and looking forward to what you're happy to say. Thanks for having us again. Hello again. Fantastic. So let's kick off. So we've been through, you want to just maybe give us a little bit of a recap um, of the last four, of the last three episodes and essentially just focusing on what are kind of the tips and tools and practical applications of how women can use our cycles to our advantage. Yeah, not a problem. I mean, we have covered a lot and, you know, there's a lot to really talk about. And I think we're trying to undo generations and generations of misinformation that's that's been out there. Um, but essentially, you know, the greatest lesson I think that we have can take from our cycles is that it's a great gift and it allows us to be who we are and really help support um, our growth, our self-awareness and our confidence. Um, and more than that too, you know, really understand our cycles. And as Lisa touched on last episode, that we can really tune into what our body needs. And through the distinct phases, we can look at food, we can look at our exercise, we can look at our lifestyle, but also set some intentions and, and awareness of what is it that I want, you know, and, and how have those moments of reflection as well that you know have I actually really been who I've wanted to be over my last cycle now how do I set some intentions going forward we touched on in the opening session about you know our our focus on whole health and really that whole health element really underpins what women can do with their cycles and um, how they can support their whole health and well-being um, so our five pillar framework is based around physical, mental, emotional and spiritual health and then coming back to the self, you know, and again, coming back to what is it that I really want? What is it that I'm feeling? And also, how is it that I want to feel? You know, I think we never, ever set an intention for how we want to feel. Um, but, you know, some of the things that our cycles help us with is embracing our true health and well-being at, every, at any given time. Um, tapping into our own inner stress management system. You know, again, there's a lot of research out there highlighting that, you know, women have high amounts of stress, not to take away from men, but women, you know, we have a lot of load and particularly over the last 18 months too, we've taken on a lot of multiple roles and juggling lots of things. Um, and knowing our cycles and supporting our whole health helps us tap into that inner stress management system that we um, you know, naturally default to that fight or flight response. We, we know that we can do other things. Um, and then, of course, you know, coming home to ourself. Um, I mentioned last episode, coming back to your roots, coming back to, you know, who you are and what you need at any given time. And can I just add there that that note on stress is really in incredibly important because 
stress will trump so many things. You can be doing the most fantastic cycling or um, review of how you're going um, from a body point of view and eating the best way, moving the best way. But if you don't have your stress in check, it will trump everything else you're trying to do. And this is a lot of the work that we do in our one-on-one coaching as well to help women just see where they can relieve that stress and, and how, you know, the effect that that can have on them moving forward as well. And and tell me, because, I mean, just kind of what we've been through over the past couple of months, have you seen a lot more women coming to you? What are they presenting with, you know, is the challenge around stress? How, how are they managing it and how are they incorporating that or understanding that or taking that in context of their cycle and, and what are the techniques they can use to, to better manage stress and I suppose cope with the mental load that we have at the moment? Yeah, look, um, stress and anxiety is definitely um, something that we're seeing more and more of. And it's because, you know, we've gone from, you know, having one role during the day, if we've got kids at school, to then all of a sudden juggling many different hats at, at the same time. And, you know, again, society conditions us um, with this concept of being able to do it all and have it all. Um, and, and really that's been exacerbated even more through the last the last few months and that is impacting women's overall health um, and we're trying to to manage it as best as we can um, but you know unfortunately something has to give doesn't it uh, you know after a little while so um, some of the key areas that we really focus on when it comes to stress is you know um, trying to really elicit that relaxation response within us so trying to you know shut down that that typical fight or flight response and find ways that we can relax. And um, some of the things we're really big on is around, you know, supporting women with yoga, um, meditation, but also breathing. It's probably the number one thing that we talk a lot about is just breathing and actually allowing yourself to connect to the breath. Um, One thing I teach clients um, on is, you know, having those breathing breaks throughout the day. So, you know, when you go to work or you come home from being somewhere, actually take two minutes to just remain in your car and connect to your breath and let go of what brought you to that moment and get ready to move into the next moment. Lisa obviously talks a lot about food and nurturing gut health, but also, you know, sleep. Well, sleep's huge, yeah. One and, as well. yeah. Absolutely. The sleep, the gut health, the food. Oh, no. But the breath is really, the, ref, the breath is so powerful. And what a lot of women don't realise is that all of these combined, we talk about having balanced hormones because they really are at, at the crux of how we function as women. And stress really does throw them off course. And there's a whole lot of symptoms that come out of that. And not to say that, um, you know, certain medicines and drugs are, you know, are the only answer. There are a lot of things that they can be doing and, you know, certainly support if women need to go down that road. But there's so much that they can be doing before they head down that road of actually having medication um, and really simple things. Like for me, breathing over the last two years has been an absolute epiphany and the simplicity around it is, is quite huge. Absolutely, but it is something we take for granted. I think when you are in a in an anxious state, it is also you're kind of holding your breath, which is you know you're 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 actually just not getting enough oxygen. And I think it is yeah. people don't realize just how effective it is to just sit down and and connect with your breath and just take a minute to to breathe. 
And um, we touched a little bit on sleep, and I find you know often we don't realize how how our cycle impacts on our sleep. Um, can you shed some light on that and really what we can do around that to to manage our sleep better? Sure. So it's a passion of mine, actually, Karen. You've hit on something here. So um, our body does a lot of repair when we sleep, and it's not it, that repair just doesn't happen during the day. Um, because again, different hormones function differently through the day, and there's a there's an element of repair that you know just different body systems happen, and that um, through the night, and that really affects how you're going to wake up the next day. Um, you know, a restorative sleep is what you're looking for. Um, you know, so getting to bed at the same time every night. You know, thinking about one of the big, the biggest thing is that a lot of women find, you know, the kids or everyone's in bed, I'll just do this, I'll just do that. Before they know it, it's past midnight. So I, you know, I really encourage, we both do actually, encourage clients to, you know, be in, in around bed around 10, 10.30. So a regular sleeping time, set up a, you know, the room's not too hot, Um perhaps do a normal, like for me, it's about, you know, cleaning my face, putting on a beautiful oil around on my face, a lovely night cream, having a read of a book, and then my light goes off around 10, 10.30. And it's it's creating that routine sleep that's really important. Even on a weekend when you could be really uh, enticed to, to have a bit of a sleep in, it can actually really throw you out. So mm. you're better off sticking to uh, the normal sleep uh, routine that you have seven days a week. Um, and, you know, things like, you know, uh, one of the biggest thing is try not to read from a backlit screen because that can really impinge on your melatonin, melatonin production, which is your sleep hormone as well. So I encourage people to go back to the old-fashioned way and read a book. Yeah, Fantastic. And I think that's that's very valuable, but I think it's, it's probably – one of the biggest things that we're struggling with at the moment, and especially yeah. women taking on the additional kind of mental load that we've had to, and uh, you know, I've, I've just from our own experience having to to homeschool, especially at yeah. the beginning of the pandemic, and trying to find your feet. My my work day was impacted because I suddenly had to teach a school day, mm. uh, so you know, I had to make up for that sometimes, and, and that was that was at night time. You know, trying to to improve my productivity, but but working at night. How do we how do we get control of that? Um, I think there's an element of I've I've started a very simple question to myself, saying, "Is my world going to fall apart tomorrow if I don't get this done? Are the children going to go? You know, is someone going to miss out on a meal? Like if it's some." drastic diabolical thing that's going to happen the next day well then yeah I, I suppose it's a pretty good reason to stay up and, and get it done but in all honesty the world's not going to fall apart and you can pick it up and you know what everyone else is in the same boat it, there's a lot more understanding around um, the extra work that we're all dealing with now and it's really our new world going forward you know when people return back to a normal work existence, well, who knows when that is? Um, we're just juggling so much more. So I think you have to be kind to yourself and operate some self-care around it because in all reality, yes, there's more to do, but how much more time do you have up your sleeve to do it? And you're going to be a better person for having had that normal restorative sleep as, as much as you can the next day. So it might be that, you know, you still go to bed earlier at, at the same time and maybe get up a little bit earlier if that's the case and, and have that early part of the day where 
you're a lot more re-energised um, re, re to be able to push through it because in all reality, it'll probably take you longer to do when you're doing it later at night. Um, I was just going to say as well, it's just about building on that change behaviour. Mm. You know, we, we can't just flick a switch and then all of a sudden have these amazing habits that we want to have to support our health. So it's about setting small micro goals or little routines. Um, and I always say a little goes a long way. So even if it's, you know, going to bed 10 minutes earlier or perhaps it's maybe doing some exercise for 10 minutes, if that's all you can find in your day, it's just starting that consistent practice. And more importantly too, it's also um, accepting when you fall off the wagon right because mm. we're all human and we're all going to fall off the wagon at some point um, and it's just looking at that and saying okay you know what my day didn't quite go as I planned but tomorrow's a new day and I can start again and that's where that power of journaling and connecting to our feelings and that self-awareness really helps to articulate what you're feeling um, and then look and have that reflective those reflective moments to say okay well I didn't quite work out but you know I'm going to do this now I think that's so important. And and again, just for me, it's also women typically, and of course I'm I'm generalizing here, but we do tend to to judge ourselves quite harshly. And we have these, you know, incredible standards which we try to hold ourselves to. And often those standards don't don't flex to to take into account the additional demands we have on us. So I think it is about getting a little bit real and and you know, just even listing down all of those demands that you have on you so you can actually see it's what you're expecting yourself to do it's not anything you would ever expect from anybody else and understanding you know as you were saying what you know is the world going to fall down and i read something i was uh, just looking into the whole concept of, of mental load again yesterday and i i came across a, a saying and i'm i'm going to quote it and i just cannot give any publication to the author but if you're out there i think it's a brilliant analogy and, you know, she was saying we're all juggling these balls and it's for us to decide which are glass and which are plastic. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to drop the plastic ones, but just keep control of the glass ones. And I thought that's a that's a fantastic way to just contextualize everything we've got going on. Identify those glass balls, make sure you're juggling them correctly. And, you know, somebody else can pick up some of the plastic ones around. But I think it is so freeing, but again, comes down to self-awareness, self-knowledge and self-acceptance at the end of the day. Yeah, and, and I think we also tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves, as you mentioned before, that if uh, if you ask that person or that group, whoever it is that you're trying to get things done for, and they'll, and they'll say, no, we, we actually don't see it. It's how you perceive it rather than how everyone else actually perceives it. Um, so you end up putting a lot more pressure on, unnecessary pressure on yourself. Absolutely. We're our harshest critic most times. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. So I have really enjoyed our time over these last four episodes. I think it's a phenomenal program. Um, how do people get in contact with you and, and what is the structure of the, the Feminine Advantage program that you run? Yeah, so our website is ownyourhealthco.com.au and listeners can learn a lot more about us and some of the coaching work and programs and workshops that we offer. But in terms of the female advantage, we actually take you through a 28-day program and we really deep dive into those four phases as well as giving you some really great strategies and tips and learnings on how you can support your whole health 
So from the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. But we also as well, we touch on, you know, the real themes around, you know, the inner critic and giving yourself permission and, um, you know, deep diving into this. And um, again, coming back to yourself and learning how you can do that um, in, a, in a safe way. Um, and it's, you know, it's in the comfort of your own home as well. And there's also um, some meal plans <clears throat> that have been devised for each phase of the cycle. And um, Natalie does some fantastic uh, yoga videos um, to support um, movement through each of the phases as well. So it's it's very real and very easy to do from home. Fantastic. That is incredible. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this and I hope to chat to you again soon. Thanks, Karen. Thank you so much.